Hello again, my Danish diary. I believe that this will be the last time we meet for quite a while. And it's also been a while, and I'm sorry for that, my dear friend. But now I'm back, and I've got quite a lot to tell you. I believe the last time we talked was when the days were still shorter than the nights, and when the temperatures were still occasionally below zero. I remember layers of frost silently guarding the water, and the silence of the dark evenings. No cafes opened, no people in the streets, no birds in the early morning. We covered up our bodies from top to bottom for the cold winter like little forest creatures putting on an extra layer of fluff. And the city seemed like a different place, one of waiting and modest living. A city where a stupid pandemic still roamed. But look where we are now. The days are longer than the nights. I'm greeted by birds every morning. People's legs are freed from their pants by the upcoming sunlight. The streets are filled with people and their newfound optimism. The water warmed up and invites swimmers to stay in for longer than five seconds now. Cafes are open again so you don't have to wait in line for takeout pastries anymore. And by the way, pastries in Denmark are equally popular as a summer food than as a winter food. No hot weather can stop these people from having their sweet, sweet carbs. And so, the sun has returned to Copenhagen. This means that you are still very much subjected to following the rules as before, but the people who impose them are just in a much, much better mood now.
Part 24. Hell and Paradise. Denmark is a strange land. I've said it once and I'll say it again. It's a one-of-a-kind place to be. Every sunny side has a dark side, and every blessing given has a curse. It is, if you will, heaven and hell all in one place. It's Bernie Sanders' wet dream and Kafka's nightmare. You have the possibility of doing everything you want to achieve in your life, but you will lose four years of your life filling out the paperwork for it. For instance, there's these free corona tests for everyone, but it does cost the country 60 million kroners a day. It kind of makes you wonder, at what cost does all this testing happen? It is a mystery to me where Denmark gets their big treasured chest of money from. Then again, it might not be quite as big a mystery as I think. I recently received my first paycheck as I got myself a job like a true adult would do. Just because we're awesome doesn't mean we're not adults! Alas, my enthusiasm was quickly curved when I saw that it was about half of what they promised me it would be. Denmark pays a lot of taxes. Luckily, I called them in my very professional panic attack Why are you doing this? to tell them that I am in fact still a student and that they can't take my sweet precious money away from me that I worked so damn hard for. My emotions! And then a very nice but very robotic lady told me that they will adjust it and now I will receive my sweet precious money that I worked so damn hard for in about a year. And so redemption will come but never served on a silver plate. The silver plate is filled with fancy shrimp and caviar, but you can't have the fancy shrimp and caviar because you're trying to figure out the nightmarish online reservation portal for the restaurant. Is this too far out of a metaphor? Did I confuse you? Does it feel like what I'm saying makes sense and holds an ingenious deeper meaning, but your brain can't really seem to figure out the puzzle because the puzzle is paperwork? Well, that's what Denmark feels like. Adulting is like a Danish dog chasing its own tail, and the tail is made out of money. And now I will stop inventing metaphors.
Another way to put it is to say that Denmark is a fine country, but fine in the sense of they like fines. Let me tell you a wonderful story, one that makes my hair fall out spontaneously. I am, as you know, kind of a bikey girl. I like bikes. My bike is my companion, and yet every once in a while I'll need to take public transport, of course. And for the few times that I've done that, most of those few times turned out pretty bad. To sum up my recent adventure, one day after work I was so tired, my legs were spaghetti, that I decided to take public transport home. Now this is a big decision for bikey Marege, so my plan was to walk to the metro station, which was about 15 minutes from my school. Luckily a bus just passed by and Marege wanted to save five minutes of walking by taking two stops on the bus. I got onto the front of the bus, the doors quickly closed and the bus started driving. I went to check in my travel card, which I hadn't used since the birth of Christ, but the machine went Tiny fright, small panic, did I not have enough money on said card? I thought, better safe than sorry, I'll get off on the next stop and then just walk. Then I'll recharge this card at the metro station, but ha ha! not so fast, eager McBeaver, says bureaucratic Denmark. Why not go through this little ticket inspection first? So before I got the chance to get off the bus, my card was scanned, my ID was scanned, and a fine was pushed into my hands of 750 kroner. My brain stopped working, especially because the inspectors started talking about the European Championship and how Belgium was kicking Russia's ass and I could not give a crap about this while I was in the midst of what felt like being robbed by the Danish government. So I replaced the sound of his voice with that of a sinus beep. Because that's all my brain was capable of doing. The day after, my injustice radar was working again and I set out to file a complaint in the hopes of reducing my fine. Why are you making us feel these things? My plan was to pled to these protocol gigolos and make them see how sad and tragic my story was as a poor, overworked student. But of course, you have to pay a complaint fee. Let me repeat that in a slower way. You have to pay a complaint fee. Fee. I'm paying a fee to complain about my fine. Very smart, Denmark. Anyway, I will keep you updated on the story when I know the outcome and when I'm done angry crying.
25. More random Danish fun facts. Let's not let this episode get too pessimistic about the Danish establishment and talk about the random things that I've noticed around here. For instance, let's talk about naked people on beaches. For being so well organized and for being such system enthusiasts, Danish people really like to get naked on beaches. It's like all the procedures and all the protocols that were embedded in the clothes of the Danes get ripped off and thrown aside for a nice cleansing dive in the water. It's nice to see so many people enjoying the sun and putting their daily troubles aside. Suddenly, being naked on a beach is the most normal thing in the world and it's freeing and liberating and great. Nobody stares, nobody judges, nobody body shames, and everybody has fun. We're all gonna have fun! Last time, I also mentioned the incredible amount of tiny dogs in Copenhagen. I just wanted to say that it's gotten worse, or better, depending how you look at it. Better, I'd say. Maybe it's just the go-to city accessory in general. But there are so many tiny dogs in Copenhagen. And it's very hard for me to concentrate on walking down the street without becoming overwhelmed. Just so much fluff. Are tiny dogs the reason why Danes are supposedly the happiest people in the world? All I know is, I have many questions, but I'm a fan of this phenomenon. Phenomena.
is, however, one concerning question about these tiny dogs. I believe it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when they will get blown away by the wind. I'm surprised it hasn't already happened, to be honest. How strong does the wind actually need to be? How many knots does it take for those small, fluffy creatures to lift off into the Scandinavian sky? Whee! And believe you me, the wind here is still as relentless as ever before, if not worse. I have had days when even my feet would come close to leaving planet Earth, but then again I'm a flimsy, unstable plank of a woman. On the other hand, the sun has been having a great time here, up north, lately. The winter did a 180 flip and now it's light until about midnight. And then it's dark until like 2am and then the first strip of light becomes visible on the horizon. And I've had the pleasure of seeing this phenomenon myself while I was biking home after an intense work night. It was a normal night in late May and as I crossed a bridge over the water, my gaze was drawn to the east and I saw the faintest sunrise. It was the most tranquil and blissful sight and feeling. And after I got home at about 2.30, it felt like it was 6 in the morning and the birds were already singing their morning song.
Part 26. Here comes the sun. All in all, it seems like Denmark is in an extremely good mood lately. The sun is out, sharper than I've ever seen. It's like the air is clearer and the light travels faster to your eyes. Or something. Either way, the light is very, very sharp and it makes all the people on the streets squint as if their lives depend on it. And it kind of makes them look like they're permanently confused, which is a bit hilarious. Squinting unites. The past couple of weeks have also been filled with an immense amount of holidays. And along with that came a wave of little Danish flags everywhere. Denmark uses every opportunity to create a holiday. Whenever it signs a treaty, there's a holiday. The country remembers that it has a constitution, there's a holiday. The country remembers that it's Denmark, holiday. Jesus farts, holiday. But it's all fun and games until someone starves. The thing is, every supermarket and shop closes, and since these holidays are not common knowledge to poor foreigners like me, who live day to day, I've had to live on toast and honey for a couple of days because the supermarkets were closed. Strangely, that's a very good meal to have, actually. Cares not for dollars and diamonds and cars. He says he loves me more than heaven has stars. But mom and loves to drink at the bars because mom and rebels hard and travels far. And it sweeps him away I know he sees the darkness But keeps it at bay I know he loves me Though he can't stay So I blow away the day When he goes astray found to you my love 
Part 27, Liquid Gold And when the sun comes out and the holidays are happening, the alcohol flows. I know that Belgium has a big beer culture, but the Danes have a big drinking culture. I occasionally feel like a behavioral scientist here, infiltrating their society and observing them from a distance. What I've noticed is that on weekdays, everyone behaves at ease and under control, but then when the weekend comes... Oh, it's a different story. Something changes in the air, and the excitement is so palpable that it's almost scary. Starting on Friday night, the streets get filled with packs of young wolves dressed in Adidas and Nike and every clothing item from weekday. And so, you see various packs of people wandering through the city with beers in their hands and smiles on their faces. Well, smiles, more like very, very loud laughter. If you think that sober Danish sounds incomprehensible, then try understanding drunk Danish. It's, um, it's special, and you hear it all through the weekend. People on boats are getting drunk, people in cafes are getting drunk, people on party buses are getting drunk. And since the weather started to get better, I found myself every night waking up at 4am, like a clock, to close my window because a group of Danish drunk punks are getting loud in the streets. You have to do that! It's Saturday! Morning's here! And don't get me wrong, I mean I totally grant these Danes their party time and alcoholism, but you'll never guess what happens on Monday after the party weekend. Construction workers. All over the city. From dusk till dawn, even as late as 11 o'clock at night, on both sides of the apartment and all over the city. All I hear is... Oh, Marike, you silly hypocritical country girl. You chose life in the city. Yes, maybe my career choices in life have brought me to cities. But don't people in the city sleep? So yes, I, I kind of do miss my home in Limburg, where the grass is green and the fields smell like cow poop. Oh, I love Nike. 
This is the end. The Danes are headstrong, in a way conservative people, and supposedly the happiest people in the world with a small obsession for Mats Mikkelsen. They've got a strong bread culture and they also have an equal appetite for alcohol. Being the Vikings that they are, they don't really seem to care about the occasional stormy weather and this relentless wind. Maybe that's because they drink so much alcohol, actually. Their drowsiness maybe cancels out the wind swaying them back and forth. They're opposite forces and it might cancel each other out, so it seems like they're actually sober. <laughs> they like their rules. 
and they're a little bit happier in the summer or springtime, maybe because there's a significant more amount of daylight hand in hand with sunshine. The men all have the same haircut with some exceptions, and same goes for the women. It's all mostly long blonde hair, which is a phenomenal sight in all this wind. Their bureaucracy kills. It takes two months to get a bank account. What is going on in there? And they're also obsessed with jogging and sushi, which is kind of ironic and not good if you've seen the latest Netflix documentary, Seaspiracy. If I seem too skeptical, it's also because I'm just a little bit nostalgic for Belgium and the nonchalance of its culture. I'm losing my voice. The laissez-faire, oh how I miss the laissez-faire. Yes, I'm saying it, this lady misses her home and all the people in it. It's easily underestimated, moving to a new place and in a sense starting all over again. The excitement of new things can kind of overshadow the leaving behind of old things. And it's totally okay to feel nostalgic. It means that you've had it good. As long as it's not the reason that you're holding back on exploring new places. Places like Denmark, which puts so much trust in their people. Every citizen is responsible for him or herself, but at the same time has a huge support net. They seem to do pretty well on their own, out of the spotlight in the cold north, while the rest of the world seems to go mad. It's not a bad place to be at all. And I'm certainly glad I chose to come and that I chose to prolong my stay. The people I've met here are unlike any people that I've ever met, and the sense of community is something I've never experienced before. I'm also grateful that the people I love back at home supported me through this wild journey. A journey that's not actually over yet, considering I have at least one more year to go here. I am but a small person, but if you needed to hear this from someone today, then let it be me, maybe. If you're looking to change something, be it a small or big thing, because you believe it could make you happier, but you're scared of doing it, take the leap. It's cheesy, but cheesy things are often the wisest of words. You have little to lose and a lot of growth to win, even if it's just a change of scenery. And on that note, I wish you lots of Kjellihil and Fjellifs, and I'll see you sometime in the future. My name is Marike Maas, and this was Danish and Confused. Thanks for sticking around. They say home is the place where your heart is. Then I am home now, though I am far away. For so long I've let deep forest go. I'm trying my best to be tough To pretend I am strong and can siphon it off But I'm not who I wanted to be In my heart I belong in a house by the sea They say home is a place where you're not who I want you to
just adding on weight to the darkness in me and from the little I have understood I believe that a house by the sea would do You can find all episodes of Danish and Confused on Spotify and all other podcast platforms. Thank you.